0: You're listening to Unfiltered Love Radio. Yo, what's good, Unfiltered people? It's your boy, Ken. Listen, because I listen from heaven to earth to me to you and settle it all in love. Yes, 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 yes. We are back. We are back. We are back. Welcome to Mission 2. Listen, we are in Mission 2, people. Mission 2, can you believe it? Oh, man. I want to thank everybody who supported, everybody who's been rocking it, everybody who's been liking, sharing, subscribing, everybody who sent a message, negative or positive, because that's our goal here. Our goal is to talk about it, to discuss it, and to settle it in love. Look, look, look. If you haven't been following me long if you haven't if you don't know anything about the station just let me give you a brief synopsis of what we do this is unfiltered love radio and what we do we talk about things that are unfiltered but we settle them in love we talk about things that gives you the tools and the driving forces to come into life and to conquer the world and the mission is to reach 7 billion people now i'm only one person i can't reach 7 billion people by myself but With the help of you and the help of everybody else, we're going to like, share, subscribe. We're going to share the principles that we learn. We're going to utilize our tools and we're going to reach 7 billion people, people. We're going to reach 7 billion people. Can I get an amen for 7 billion people? And we're going to do it. And we're going to do it under the confines of love. We live in a society where it doesn't seem like love is important and that it doesn't matter. But on this station... Oh, love matters because we settle all things in love. We may not agree on everything. We may not come to a happy medium on things, but we're going to settle it in love. And settling in love sometimes means walking away. It means sometimes leaving the subjects where they are. So guess what, unfiltered people? This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And welcome back to Mission 2. Unfiltered Love Radio. Yo, what's going on on Filter Love Radio? Look, if you haven't joined the conversation, join now. We're going to start the show in just a little bit. And look, we want to thank everybody who pushed that like and subscribe button. Pushed that gold star. If you own any other social app, make sure you give it a thumbs up, like, subscribe, put the notifications. We here. We ready. we Let's get it. filter love radio yo what's good Unfiltered people we're back we're back we're back we are back look 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 bear with me the next few episodes the next few episodes we're gonna discuss one is greater than 10 i know everybody keeps on social media what does that mean what do you mean what are you saying by that It's simply that one is greater than 10. I know mathematically in your head, you're like, no, this isn't a logical thing. What are you talking about? But remember, I listen from heaven to earth, to me, to you and settle it all. And what? And love. Yes. So since we're going to talk about our mission, our goal and what we're talking about, one is greater than 10. So for the next few episodes, that's what we're talking about. Next few episodes, we might have a surprise. We may be getting somebody new added onto the show. If everything works out, I I hope it does because I think a different perspective and a different mindset tell you mission two, we are going up. So keep rocking with us. Keep joining us. Keep joining the conversation. Remember, send your likes, your comments, share on all social medias. We're on all digital podcast platforms. Man, could you believe that? We're on all digital, and it's because of you guys. It's because you guys kept saying, do it, do it, do it, and you were following, you were liking, you were subscribing, so I'm going to ask you to keep doing that. I want you to invite other people to listen. I want you to invite other people to join the conversation. Remember, I love these conversations. I love your feedback. Your feedback is so great and warm and loving and sometimes cold, but it all makes me grow, and it makes us grow as a community, so that way we're reaching what. Are seven billion people, and I think that's amazing, man. I think it's amazing when we start thinking about how do we love people and how how can the love that we have really dominate the world? Because if we take these tools and we utilize them, we are going to be awesome. We're going to be great. We're going to we're going to create that catalyst for the rest of the world to see. I, I, I'm always convinced if people don't see me loving people. And love is not, remember, love is not exactly what we think it is. It's not all warm and fuzzy hearts and rainbows and and lucky charms all running around. That's not love. Love is authenticity. It's about being real. It's about being factual. But it's also about showing the truth in all things so that way somebody understands what it is to recognize real Real recognizes real, hurt recognizes hurt, free recognizes free. And you know, on this station, we want to make sure you are free and doing what? Living your mega life today. Be free and live your mega life. So we're going to get back on here. I'm going to go back. We're going to start the episode in just a little bit. But I wanted y'all to know that one is greater than 10. That's what we rocking with for the next few episodes. All right. All right. Let's get it. filter love radio hey i want to set them all free y'all yeah, know this is my single right if you don't got my single go copy right now on all digital platforms look 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 let's get into the intro of one is greater than ten is one is greater than ten we in here, baby. We in here. Look, unfiltered people. Y'all know. I was born. I was raised a little church kid. Y'all know. I don't like organized religion. I think we've talked about this a few times. I don't like disorganized religion either. I think that's dumb. I think there should be good order and discipline, but God is not good order and discipline. He's much more than that. <laughs> so this one is greater than 10 concept Um Tonight's episode won't be too long It's just kind of an intro and an overview And then we're going to get more into depth Into depth in this um, And we're going to actually talk about tonight's topic Which is, are you a coach or are you a cheerleader? That's like the main overall topic of tonight um, And a, a little bit of that As I want to get into another topic as well So we're going to talk about multiple things um, You know this show is like a hodgepodge We just talk, we interview people It's fun So um One is greater than than 10. Y'all know I'm not redoing this clip either. I'm going to keep it just like that. Stutters and all. We're perfectly. Wait, what what do I always say? (laughs) We're perfectly imperfect. (laughs) Look, y'all going to rock with me tonight. Y'all going to let me be great, okay? I didn't bring no water up to the uh, studio. But whatever, look. We're perfectly imperfect. So sometimes we make mistakes. We stumble. We stutter. We can't get the right word out. We don't know the correct way of doing something it happens. So one is greater than 10 comes from the the overall concept of there was one sacrifice that trumped all the laws of religion. That sacrifice? Jesus. He trumps all the laws of religion and, and, brings, into, and brings us into this state of love, the state of grace, the state of mercy, the state of we're justified not by what we do, but because it was already finished and we rest in it, right? But people still think that you have to live by the law, and they're like all this, and it's a bunch of confusion. And I just, I just like to say on Unfiltered Love Radio that it's okay if you're wrong, and it's okay if you're right, but love is the overall essential piece to getting to where we got to go and to get other people to go with us. And for us to move forward, to propel things in this life, for us to have strategies and, and compromise where we're not compromising ourselves or the integrity of our words, but we're literally compromising our attitudes so that somebody else can be helped, that somebody else can go through this life with us, that somebody else can venture into something new, something great, something magnificent, See, our purpose on this earth isn't just for us. Our purpose on this earth is for us to understand. You ready for this? For us to understand how can we be a service and help other people. The biggest commandments and and why the 10 was broken up, which 10 was not 10. We'll talk about the whole history of that. 10 was really 631 or 33. I can never remember that number. I think it's 31. Now I got to go back and go through my... And my theologians out there, please don't beat me down because I'd much rather have revelation. Never, Never mind. Well, that's a whole topic in and of itself. But look, all the laws that were put into place were not as important as the number one law that he put. He said the law was, and I quote, love God, love people. Now I'm paraphrasing that, of course, but it's that simple. Love God, love people. You know, so... I want you to be able to kind of come into that. I want you to be able to understand that. I want that concept to sink in. And we're going to talk about that over time. And these next few episodes, we're talking about that. And tonight's episode, I really want us to get into what we're, um, how we're going to share that and how, how do we play a role in that. I, I want everything that we do to be actionable. Okay. I want you to be able to apply this to your life, apply this to your everyday. So that way, we're helping people, we're creating mega people. The whole point is for us to become mega people. We help other people to become mega people, and we create a mega society. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with you. Unfiltered Love Radio. So look, as we get into our topic, I want you to um, listen to a few characteristics and then I want you to kind of go through those checklists that I'm giving and tell me which one do you think that you fall into? And then after we go through these characteristics, then we're going to talk about each and talk about the importance of each. So the first set of characteristics is hardworking, a positive, great attitude, committed, dedicated to teamwork, patience, persistence, confidence, athletic, um physical strength, good sportsmanship, the ability to follow rules and directions. So that's one set of rules, right? So the other one here, Here, listen to me on this is the set of characteristics, organized approach, process oriented, consistent. I can't talk consistent, <laughs> knowledgeable, balanced, flexible, tolerant, patient, adjustable, Sees the end before the beginning. Get, does do, do you distinguish between the two? Did you hear what was going on? So the first set that I gave you was the cheerleaders mentality. It was more of going within those rules and, and kind of cultivating what's already there. Whereas the second set was the coach's mentality. And that was more so creating the rules or understanding the organizational rules or the sport or the or the life or whatever it is that you're coaching to get to where you got to go. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay, we're going to break it down a little further than that um, in this next little segment. So, you have to ask yourself, what role do you play at any given time? I mean, we all have this great purpose. We're all been, we all been called, we've all been elected, we've all been chosen of God to do something great. Am I correct? I'm sure I'm correct. I know I've been chosen, and a lot of times a lot of us get confused in our roles and what we're supposed to do. So, within that confusion, within what we're supposed to do, we start listening to other people telling us what we should be doing or how we should be acting in certain roles. You know, I believe in the exchange theory. I believe that we all are actors on a stage playing our different roles in our different parts. When you're home, you're mom. When you're at work, you're dad. When, you know, just the different things that we're supposed to do. When you're a teacher, you're a teacher, but teachers also can be poets. Teachers also can be actors. And, and, When our worlds collide, we have some kind of conflict. Or when people think that we're stepping out of our bounds, then we have to start questioning what should we be doing. And I don't think that that's always right. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to come into this this place where we are trying to identify who we are and let the world know, I know my purpose. I get where I'm supposed to be in this moment. And that's where the difficulty comes in. And that's what we're going to talk about the vast majority of the time tonight. So there's nothing wrong with being a coach, but there's also nothing wrong with being a cheerleader. There's nothing wrong with playing the role that we're supposed to play for the people we're supposed to play for. A lot of times, if we're playing the wrong role for the wrong people, we end up getting hurt. We wouldn't end up getting abandoned and we end up not fulfilling our purpose for that person. Do, do you get what I'm saying? So what happens is you're trying to be a cheerleader for somebody who doesn't need cheering. Or for somebody who doesn't want you to cheer for them. They want haters. They want people to say, oh, I'm this or I'm that. Or, you know, they don't want you to cheer for them. Maybe they need you to be a coach. Or you're trying to coach somebody who's already got it. And now you're mad because they're not taking your advice. You're mad because they don't adhere to the rules that you adhere to. Or they don't see the vision you see for their lives. You're out of order. And sometimes we got to do a heart check check our motives, and check why we're doing things, and understand that everything isn't for everybody and we're not for everybody. Everybody doesn't deserve to be in your presence. Everybody doesn't deserve your advice, and everybody doesn't deserve your applause. Nope, you do not have to pay any of those things attention. You know why? Because you're not created for everybody. You're created for the select people that you're supposed to help maneuver through this life. I mean, I do believe that life is fixed on helping other people, but people who want the help, people who desire the help, and people who are appreciative of the help. Because if you're not doing those things in that capacity, you're going to get burned out. You're going to say, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't like doing this and blah, blah, blah. And when you start getting that kind of fatigue, you start forgetting your purpose. You start forgetting why are you even doing this in the first place and everything becomes stressful. Everything becomes asinine and everything becomes this, this, struggle and it's constantly a power struggle and it's a power struggle within your intrinsic self and your extrinsic self because intrinsically you want to do these wonderful great things but extrinsically you're getting all these forces that are going against you so when we're talking about being a cheerleader we're talking about complying with the rules that exist we're talking about uh, uh, allowing the energy and the, the just a positive, upbeat nature. When you think of a cheerleader, you think, hey, bring it on. People to the left, let me see you. Uh, uh, people to the, hey, ready? Are you ready? Go big blue. They're always smiling. They're always happy. They're always excited. You know, a lot of people have fans and a lot of people go through these processes where it's like, guess what? That's my number one fan. I'm trying to get followers. I'm trying to get likes. I'm trying to get shares. And those people are cheering you on. But some of us need supporters, right? And some of us are supporters. So, you don't just cheer somebody on. You you don't just like a comment, you don't just follow a comment, but you get involved in the cause. And see getting involved in the cause, that creates a whoa, a whole different spectrum of life. And when we create that different spectrum of life, then we understand Okay, I have to do something more than what I'm doing right now. I have to be more consistent in in the way that I'm seeking out to do these things. And so when you're doing that, now there's a plan and a mission and a vision behind it. You know, a lot of times when you're when you're coaching, you get a little you get a little sidetracked because you're not doing it the way other people thought to do it. Did you hear that? You're not doing it the way other people thought to do it cuz your thinking is so out of the box that eventually everybody starts to say, "Um, is this the right way? Is this the right direction? And if you vacillate in doing that, you can get thrown off yourself and not knowing the purpose of why you're doing it. And so getting thrown off makes you think, am I doing the right thing? Have I reached the goal that I'm supposed to reach? And am I helping the right people? And oftentimes the answer is no, because if if it's not receptive, what you're trying to do, then guess what? (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) It's really that simple for real. Like people, we have to, we have to know when to, it's a scripture in the Bible that I love. And, and it says, give people back their sand. If they don't accept the words that you're saying, dust off your feet and give them their sand back. Dust off your sandals and walk away. That means leave everything right there that you took. Everything that's theirs, leave it with them because not everybody's going to be receptive to everything we have to offer. Let me say that again. Not everybody's going to be receptive to everything we have to offer. You know, um, Growing up, I've always had kind of a authoritative type personality and I'm kind of a type A. So a lot of times I will always, you know, talk before I, I, I was able to or like not before I was able to, but before like it was my position to talk. You know, in the Navy, we say, oh, you, you're working above your pay grade. And I did that in the Navy as well. And sometimes it caused conflict. And then and growing up as a, you know, as a little church kid, sometimes you're in church and you hear stuff and you say "Uh, that don't quite sound right. So you say something about it. Right. It's almost like sometime at home. I was the parent because I was like, well, mom, that's dumb. I don't think we should do that. And, you know, that would just end up in a smack. (coughs) Boy, what are you doing? Don't talk to me like that. I'm the parent. Blah, 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 blah. Where my solutions may have been good, but it wasn't my place or my time to say them. Same with any career field. You can't go in telling your boss, that idea is done. We should do this. And if you have that kind of work environment, awesome. But there's a way to kind of ease into it. And there's a tactic to do it. So growing up, I always knew my position and my role was to be a coach. But I was always given the cheerleaders stance. So, how did I, how do you balance that when you know what you're supposed to do, you know how to do it, and you're pretty darn good at what you do? What you do is be quiet, wait for your time, and then speak. A lot of times we have an issue standing on the sideline and, and just cheering people on, even in their mistakes. I'm not saying you have to condone or agree with their mistakes, but. Sometimes people just need you to cheer them on to see, are you ready to mature to the next level of coaching? See, a lot of times when you know that you're a leader and you know that you have this great impact and this vast majority of things, guess what you need to do? You need to combine with another leader that may not even be at the level where you are but you cheer them on and you coach them. And then eventually, guess what? They're going to start asking you questions. And when they start asking you for wisdom and counsel and and coaching, guess what you're going to do? You're going to do it. And then they're going to recognize, oh man, there's something else about a person who can coach, but that can also cheerlead. See, the beauty in that is, being humble. Our humility allows us to go to a higher place than where we have to go, a higher place than where we are currently, and a higher place in our calling and how we can help other people. Because if you just start out talking to people and you start telling people, oh, I'm better at this, or I can do this, or I see a different way, blah, 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 then you become a backstabber. Then you become a person who you talk too much so people can trust you. And now you've talked about all of your plans and all of your actions. And guess what? Unfortunately, somebody might have ran away with your plan. Somebody may have ran away with your action. And that, my friend, is going to cause you to lose a lot of prestige and a lot of the things that you would have accomplished. And we won't even really get to what it is to recover from a loss because once you recover from a loss, then you don't just lose stuff and assets and posterity. You wind up losing the most valuable thing we have on this earth, and that's time. And once you've lost time, you can't recoup your time. Maxine Waters was great. She's reclaiming her time because in Congress, you can reclaim your time. And sometime in life, yes, there is ways to reclaim our time. But physical time, we cannot reclaim. We can reclaim mental time, spiritual time and all those, but physical time, time keeps going, whether or not we keep up with it, whether or not we catch up with it, whether or not we're moving along with it, time is going to keep going. So, um, knowing, knowing the right time to talk and the right time to speak and the right time to cheer and the right time to coach is pivotal and your growth. is pivotal in your character and it's pivotal in your maturity. And that's the thing we want to do. We want to be able to mature to a level where people see us growing, but they also want to follow us. They also want to know what is it that you know that I don't know that I can attain, that I can get. And I always say all things aren't going to be pretty and lovely and glorious, but all things are attainable. All things are attainable because you've been coached to know all things are attainable. If you, if you go through this life and you think that you can't do it and it's not worth it and it, why even try? You'll stay with that mindset because it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. But where you have to put something in your heart for your heart to know it. Um, we always say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right. But so this fear, fear comes by hearing and hearing the word of the world, hearing the world of your enemies, hearing the world of those haters that's around you. So you've allowed that fear to come into you. The same way you allow faith is the same way you allow fear. So you have to guard what you're listening to. You have to guard what you're thinking about. You have to guard what you're reading, what you're seeing on TV, what you're seeing out in the streets, what you're watching on Instagram and YouTube. Yes, I love Worldstar. I'm sitting there watching. But if you watch too many of those fights, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be in one of those situations where you could have coached somebody into a great life and you're probably going to beat the heck out of them. Like, it's crazy to I, the idea of certain music even changing our personalities, and our moves. I'm telling you, still to this day, if I hear ludicrous move, get out the way, I'm driving down the street, I start speeding up. It's ironic. It's just like when you hear dun, dun, dun. But not. as soon as you hear that every girl's working to the dance floor, girl, you work working with some back. Yeah, I see people do it in their houses all the time as soon as the song comes on. So what we put inside of us is a reaction to what we already know to do in that moment. It's just like when people are in church and they hear that shout music. I'm not moved by that shout music. Sometimes I'm like. Could you just shut the heck up, bruh? And I typically will sit down because it's not always a moment for that. Sometimes you've killed the moment that could have been because you decided to do what was normal to you in that moment. And that moment that you thought was something was normal was strange to somebody else and you lost your witness. And that's the worst thing we can do. The worst thing we can do is not be who we're supposed to be in the season that we're supposed to be in it. You know what I mean? So... As we go throughout the rest of this conversation and talking about being a cheerleader or a coach, I want you to kind of remember this one. This is just the catalyst for the one is greater than 10. This is is the bare minimum of what we're going to do. We're going to get deeper. We're going to have more tools. We're going to talk about so much more. But knowing your role... As either a cheerleader or a coach or vacillating those roles in between makes a big difference. It changes who it changes who we are. It, it, our makeup, our character. We can't operate the same. I can't coach you and cheer you at the same time. I have to do one at a time so that way we both are clear in our roles. Now, can those roles change over time? Can those roles change in the next few minutes? Yes, but in a moment. I have to be that person in that moment that you need for me to be in order for you to succeed in what you have to succeed at. Because you may not always need me to give you a direction. You may need me just to say, hey, that's great. Move on. Get it. You can do it. You've got this. You're wonderful. You're awesome. You're great. You're magnificent. Or you may need me to tell you, get your butt up. We got to get ready to do this. The schedule says this. The timing is this. The policy is uh, says this. Now, if we can't adhere to this policy, then we're going to see we, we our tones change based on how we're coaching. And you don't have to be a nasty coach. You just got to be a good, distinct coach. So wrapping up tonight's conversation. I know I've, we've talked about a lot and we've only, 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 only hit the surface. Um, it's important for us to know. What role we're supposed to be playing at what time we're supposed to be playing it and how we're supposed to be playing the role. Right. I think one of the, one of the saddest things is seeing somebody who deserves to be in a position, not be in that position. You know, you know that they've been working, they've been trying, they've been moving. And you know what? That's been some of us sometimes we've worked. We, we, we wonder why we didn't, we get the position. But it's because during the position that we were working in, we weren't working the next position that we should have been working in. We were working bare minimum at what we should have been doing. And then in the moments where we had the chance to come up and grasp that leadership skill, we didn't take it. We we failed to execute the task that was given. Instead, we want to do the task that we have not rendered responsibility yet. You know what I mean? So if, if we if we have not been given that that authority to do that, then why are we doing it out of timing? It's not like it's like a student going into a classroom and saying, "Teacher, shut up, sit down. I'm going to teach today. Well, you may know the subject matter and you, you may even know how to articulate what you were saying and you may know how to teach it. Who knows? But guess what? That is not your role and position and you will not be rewarded for it. You know why? Because it was not your time to do it. It was not your classroom. You may not have the classroom management skills to even do it, to keep the class occupied. See, there there comes a lot more with the titles and the jobs that people want. And let's just talk about titles and jobs people want. The one thing that grinds my gears, and I'm going to tell you this straight up, is people who feel entitled man if i tell y'all you want to you want to get under my skin real quick be rude to somebody for no apparent reason i mean there's some reasons to be rude but just for no apparent reason or feel entitled feel like that you are god's greatest creation which you are yes he broke the mold with you you're a miracle you're fearfully and wonderfully made you're made to be awesome you're a good man or woman you're great All of those things are wonderful, you know, because I love my chocolate skin. But I'm here to tell you, if you keep feeling entitled, you will never get the title. That's just real talk. Like people don't want to be where they're supposed to be or they feel like they're above doing things. Where did that even come from? Who in God's green earth or in God's beautiful heaven told you? That you should feel entitled. Should you feel worthy enough to do something? Should you feel like you, you can accomplish goals? Should you have confidence? Should you trust in God and saying who you are? Should you just know that you know that you know that you know that you're great and wonderful? Absolutely. I have no problem with that. I have no problem at all with you understanding you. I have a problem when you feel like everybody else should automatically bow to you and give you give you what you're supposed to be because you've been told you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Yes, you are all of those things. But with those things come responsibility. With those things come a responsibility and that responsibility is humility. We can't go through this life thinking that people owe us something or that people should bow at our every beck and call or run to our feet when we need them to. I think I said that all backwards, but y'all should have gotten it anyway. (laughs) But like people don't just run to our beck and call because we want them to. When you're a great leader... Man, it's so many times I'm coaching people, I'm, I'm going through these seminars, and I promise I don't even have to say anything and people automatically do things for me. And yeah, some people are like, oh, that's just a favor of God on your life. Yes, it is. But it's also because I'm willing to do that thing for that person. Or if I ask that person to do something, it's beca- they say, yeah, I'll do it for you. But it's because of the, the integrity and the maturity and the level of respect I've given them. I didn't come in saying, well, you should do this for me. I don't come in with that attitude. I come in knowing that I'm going to do it for them. So they're going to do it for me. And it just plays out that way every single time. Yay! So I want you to ask yourself today. I want you to really ask yourself, am I a coach or am I a cheerleader? When do I be a coach and when do I be a cheerleader? And I want you to come back. I want you to share this. I want you to um, like, subscribe, share. I want you to really have this conversation with other people. I think the more we talk, we don't talk enough about issues that are real. We talk about a lot of junk and a lot of celebrity stuff that's going on. And I think we start thinking that we we live on love and hip-hop. Or, you know, we're on Basketball Wives or one of those shows. And, and we're not. We're not. We We are men and women who who are going to a place of destiny. We're going to a place of accomplishment. We're reaching goals. And if that's one of your goals and your destinies, and that's what you're doing, hey, be the best at being on loving basketball. Be the best, you know, the best that, make them know your name. But for the rest of us, make wherever you are great. I don't care if you're dumping trash. Dump trash the best you can because when you're humble in the lower roles, And the greater roles, you won't have to work as hard learning character, learning maturity, learning integrity, learning respect, learning humility. If you don't get that at this lower level, you'll miss everything. You'll miss everything. You have to understand what a good character and good moral values are at a lower level or you'll get rich and die. 56 said get rich or die trying. But you can get rich and die while you're up there and hurt while you're up there and be lonely while you're up there because you don't know what role to play. So today, I want you to figure out, am I a coach or am I a cheerleader? And what do I need to coach and what do I need to cheerlead? Who do I need to coach and who do I need to cheerlead? Am I coaching myself before I coach anybody else? Am I cheering myself on before I cheer anybody else? I want you to think about those things. And as always, join the conversation, people. I'm so excited that you listened. I'm so excited that you you took time to hear what I had to say. I want to hear what you have to say, though. You know, I just love comments. I, I love when we can settle things and when we can talk about these sort of things because we need this. We need to understand is a bunch of us that, that can have these conversations and that can grow off of each other. We're going to reach 7 billion people. So be free and live your mega life today. Talk to y'all soon.